Young Pro Show, hosted by Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Young Pro Show. Dom Fry, the insurance guy, um, last episode was an incredible one, had Christian Barheide on. A uh, friend of mine from high school, uh, really great conversation. Uh, all of that was kind of new to me. I, to be honest, really wasn't exactly sure what he was doing, uh, you know, professionally at this point in his life. So it was really cool to kind of listen to his story and, you know, also kind of have that spin of um, just the different ways he kind of professionally took a step back and was able to see just the Lord work in his life and provide these opportunities for him. Um, when he took a step back and just prayed for that and, you know, let the Lord take control of his professional career. This week, uh, I'm really, really excited for the guest that I have on. Um, a really good friend of mine, friend for a long time. It, I, it'll be a good episode for me because sometimes when I talk to him about like career stuff, it is um, almost hard for me to understand the, you know, conceptualize <laughs> everything. So it'll be really cool to kind of dive into everything and kind of see his path. I'm going to welcome on Elliot. Hartzler. Elliot, how's it going, man? Dom Fry, what is going on? I'm feeling pretty good today. Good, man. Good. Thanks for Yeah, excited thanks to for be joining. on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. You were you were one of the first people when you uh I'm trying to, I don't think I had the podcast very long at all. And you were, you know, encouraging me and texting me and then you even shared it on your Instagram and, and I was pumped about that. So I really appreciate it. Um <laughs> You get to be really, honored to be one of the few people who has made my Instagram. <laughs> very true very very true because you don't you don't really you're not a social media guy at all so yeah i remember being shocked when i saw that elliot tagged me in an instagram post i'm like what i'm like elliot's on instagram <laughs> he even exists <laughs> oh man well let's jump into it let's start with um you know kind of some personal questions rapid questions just oh, for yeah. people to, you know, get to know you as an individual. Let's start with where are you from and where do you live at now? Absolutely. Yeah, so originally I'm from Pettisville, Ohio. I spent most of my uh, high school and growing up years uh, with Dom in Pettisville <laughs> at Pettisville High School. Yes, sir. Um, oh, yeah. Go Blackbirds. Uh, <laughs> and then... <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Uh, and then uh, I moved to Columbus uh, to go to college, and now I live in Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas yeah. City, Missouri. Oh, man. Right, and I'm interviewing this. This will post in a few weeks, but you know, I'm interviewing this right after that Chiefs-Browns game. I should have been a little bit more timely with this interview. Uh, was it... <laughs> Was it a little bit more, like, was it crazy? Did you see, like, you know, where, I mean, I guess, you know, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, so it's not like winning mm -hmm. a playoff game over the Browns was necessarily the most exciting thing for them. But, you know, any reactions well, or anything that you saw being in Kansas City? Not really. Uh, 
I mean, I'm spending a lot of time at home because pandemic, but right. uh, the coworkers at work, <laughs> we talk about it and they were, you know, super nervous because uh, when Mahomes went out with the, the mm. concussion or whatever, they were like, oh no, what's going to happen? <laughs> Me, you know, I was, <laughs> I'm kind of stuck between like, I live in Kansas City, but I'm from Ohio and, you know, I know you and a lot of other people back home like the Browns. So I was kind of just, you know, watching the game to see what happens. <laughs> um, but I got to say, you know, I'm, I'm excited the, the Chiefs won and we'll see what happens. I don't know. No, I guess nobody knows right now what the status of Mahomes is. So uh, right. we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of cool thing for you with that game is, yeah, you know, you had your home state team and the Browns. Like, you really, it was like a win-win situation. If the Browns win, you're going to be happy. You know, you have a lot of friends and family that are Browns fans. If the Chiefs win, it's, um, you know, your local team right now, you know, and obviously there's excitement and camaraderie and such within coworkers. So, yeah, I'm sure that is awesome to be able to follow along with Kansas City, um, you know, in the playoffs. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens with Mahomes and if he ends up playing. Next question, specifically with Kansas and being out there. How long have you been in Kansas at this point? I'm trying to think. Let's see. It's been about since I graduated college, so it's been about two and a half years or so. Okay, so a decent amount of time. What is, yeah. the specifically with Kansas as a location, what is the best and worst of you know being out there? Ooh, best. Okay, so something that uh, Kansas City is known for, pretty well for is it's barbecue uh so i'd say that's yeah that's a pretty hot pretty high note (laughs) being out here is that there's barbecue all over the place so that's (laughs) awesome uh if you're if you're a foodie and you like food specifically barbecue it's the place to be (laughs) (laughs) worst worst thing about being out here though oh hmm is there, uh, maybe, you know, if you love everything about it. It doesn't necessarily have to be a worse if, you know, you feel like you really enjoy it out there. I guess, you know, maybe if there was one, like, downside compared to, you know, your experience in Ohio or if it's, you know, pretty similar except great barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd say for the most part, I do enjoy it quite a bit out here. Um, the one downside personally, you know, is that, I kind of moved away from Ohio, and that's where most of my family's at, and uh, friends from high school and college and stuff. So it's a transition moving out here, but you know, overall, I think it's a pretty pretty nice place to be. Awesome. And what is a hobby of yours, Elliot? Like, what do you like to do outside of work? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm laughing because I don't do that a whole lot, or of the hobbies <laughs> that I do do. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, outside of work, uh, as you know, I do like to play tennis. That's a, that's a hobby of mine. Nice. Um, I also like to run. Now I'm not like some of your other guests <laughs> that you've had on the show <laughs> as far as running goes. I'm not to that caliber, but I do enjoy being outside and going for a run. Yeah. yeah. Um, and besides that, uh, I like reading and just kind of messing around with, uh, technology because that's kind of who I am. <laughs> yeah, that leads into then the question I have for you is what, you know, kind of a short, uh, you know, sentence or two, I guess, like, what is your job title now? And like, what are you like, what do you do right now professionally? Sure. So I think 
technically my job title right now would be uh, engineering tech. Um, I work for a company called Stark Raving Solutions, uh, and we do audio, video, and lighting system design for uh, a variety of uh, clients, but typically churches. We specialize in churches, yeah. and uh, that's kind of our market. Nice. So, so we yeah. will um, we will get back to here with the engineering tech, but let's take a let's go back a couple years, and go back to 2014. You know, the year we graduated high school together. So you graduate high school. You know, at this point, what were your career goals? Like, where did you see yourself or, you know, what were your goals or dreams at that point? Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I consider myself pretty lucky. Uh, graduating from college, I kind of knew exactly what I wanted to do. Um, or graduating from high school, I'll say. Right. Um, yeah, yep. And... You know, part of that was from my experience in high school, I actually uh, discovered my love for sound and for audio engineering um, in high school. And so I knew that I wanted to continue that as I went on to college. Um, I had worked uh, for live events as, as well, like during the summer in high school and stuff. And so I wasn't sure if I wanted to do, you know, like live sound stuff or, you know, in what way I wanted to be part of the industry. Um, but I did know I wanted to be involved with that. And so that was kind of my uh, idea going forward from high school. So what experiences in high school like made you, I guess, uh, you know, it's something that's a little, I don't know if unique is the right word that I'm looking for. I guess, like, you know, how did you get, that experience, what was that experience that made you say, Hey, I really like, you know, getting into sound, but then like, what was maybe the, yeah, what was that experience? What was that initial draw to that experience? Yeah, for sure. Well, like I said, I do like technology and that's something that's, you know, been common theme to my life throughout my life. And, okay. um, what happened was our sophomore year in high school, we, our high school built a new school new building and with it came a brand new theater <laughs> and <laughs> equipment that nobody knew how to use. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, it, you know, I kind of thought about, they were asking for volunteers to kind of learn the sound system and the lighting system and how it all worked and help put on uh, shows for theater and any other events that were going on at the school. And so I kind of volunteered, uh, and took it upon myself to learn uh, hmm. how this the soundboard works. Uh, and then throughout high school, I was helping out with any theater productions and <laughs> something called Pettisville Idol. For Ooh, classic. <laughs> those, classic. Yeah. <laughs> Before the Young Pro Show, there was Pettisville Idol that Dom hosted. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I don't think I ever hosted it. I performed a couple no? times, but I don't. Uh, okay. I don't. I find my memory. I remember Ted did Chicka Power. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, I performed a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those were some fun shows. Let me tell you. <laughs> but huh. uh, so doing that kind of stuff was really fun. You know, working with this technology, getting to produce these shows and I've never been one to be want to be on stage. Hmm. Uh, 
but being behind the scenes was something that I kind of thrived in and got to love. And I figured, you know what, I could, I could make a career out of this. Yeah. And so dude, that was that, kind of my unique high school experience. Dude, that is awesome. That is, you know, really cool. Uh, you know, especially that, you know, really the timing of everything for you, you know, the, the new school, new bit, like you said, new school, new theater, new equipment. And they just said, Hey, we need some volunteers. And, you know, you had this initial interest in technology, it, it partly with the young kind of that, um, you know, love to be behind the scenes and love to help out, but don't necessarily want to be, you know, front and center. And you go in and boom, you just kind of teach yourself the equipment, the sound equipment, and you volunteer. And then you end up saying, dude, I love this. Like, I love this. And this is what I want to go into. And based on this initial volunteer experience that you had when you were 16 years old is what has <laughs> led you to where you are today. And, you know, as you continue to grow and develop and find your niche and such within, you know, the engineer audio engineering industry. That is, uh, yeah, I just think that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, you never know what, uh, even at a young age, you never know what experiences you get hmm. in or what you volunteer for or what, and, you know, what you may get out of it and decide, you know what, this could be really cool. I could do this for a living. Yeah. So then you said you knew you wanted to get into this when you graduated high school, but you necessarily, uh, you know, you didn't know if you wanted to do live events, live sound, or, you know, you had the broad idea, but just needed to kind of narrow that path a little bit. What did that look like throughout college? You know, what experiences, internships, potentially classes did you take um, that you kind of found out this was the avenue that you wanted to go down or potentially this was an avenue you did not want to go down? within the industry yeah for sure well i'll say this a lot of uh, audio engineering programs uh are based on recording um mm. so you know recording studios and uh maybe working audio for film or for tv shows that kind of thing um so i got a lot of experience with recording in college which was cool you know i gave you a a base level of knowledge, which was helpful. Right. Um, but I knew, I knew that wasn't for me because sitting in a small room with a pair of speakers and playing the same thing over about 25 times, <laughs> <laughs> I, I could only do that so much. Right. Um, and I enjoyed, you know, getting all the settings where I liked them and making it sound good and coming out with a finished product. Uh, but it's so time consuming and some mm. people really enjoy that. Uh, but for me, it was like, eh, don't think so. <laughs> uh, and I've always been like, I've, like I've said, I've always been really into the technology side of things. Um, so I, I enjoy music. I enjoy uh, movies, that kind of thing. But I really like the, the nitty gritty, the details, the technical information behind how all this stuff works. Mm. Um, and so, one of the routes that you can go with that is the route that I decided on eventually uh, was system integration, which is, you know, somebody approaches you and says, I'd like to pay for you to put in audio or video or any kind of system like that. And we design it and install it. And then hopefully the client ends up with something that they really find useful. Uh, and 
So I knew I wanted to do that. And I actually built into my program at college uh, at Capital University was an internship. And it was my junior year, actually. Uh, so I had to find an internship my junior year of college. Uh, and that was a challenge. Uh, but you know, you, you send out, you send out a bunch of emails, just, you know, it's, it's not quite like applying for a job, but it's almost cause you got to convince someone to take you on for three months <laughs> and then you're going back to college for another year. <laughs> right. So they're, whoever's letting you intern with them is investing in you and they might never see you again if you're going to be gone then. Huh. Uh, so what do you do? You got to convince people you send out emails <laughs> and I ended up finding, uh, the company that I work for now, uh, I ended up having to look outside of Ohio, uh, for some weird reasons due to, uh, labor laws and that kind of thing. Uh, hmm. so what does a college student do? They say, let's see, where do I have free housing? <laughs> 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 for, for, for me, that was Kansas city. <laughs> I have an aunt and uncle out here. And I knew that, hey, maybe they'd let me crash with them for <laughs> three months or so. Uh, and so I started looking for companies in Kansas City that did audio-video system integration. And I found the company that I work for now. And I was able to hop on with them for two and a half, three months and help them with a fairly decent size install that they were doing at the time. Uh, and that was very insightful and a lot of work, mm. uh, but it definitely confirmed for me that, hey, this is, I could see myself doing this. This is fun. And you get to play some with some cool toys. And, <laughs> you know, it's, I thought it, I thought it was, it was pretty eye-opening to me. So, yeah. So with, so if I'm understanding this correctly, so you said that, you know, you enjoyed the system integration. So is this kind of like, the step, you said you don't like the recording aspect, which is what you got a lot of experience with. So this is like the step before that recording aspect because you have to go in and you set up the audio, you set up the speakers, and you set up everything, and then potentially the somebody else would do the recording afterwards. Is that correct? Kind of. Kind it of? could be no? depending. <laughs> you know, you're, you're along the right lines if okay. maybe we were doing an install for a studio. Or gotcha. um, any of our clients that are recording content ahead of time. Um, a lot of the churches we're working with, obviously, are doing live services. Um, and so a lot of the systems we're installing are for use with an audience. Um, so it could be pretty decent sized systems if you've got a you know 1,200 seat uh, sanctuary, which is right. the size of some of the bigger sanctuaries that we do. Um, so essentially we, we pick out the equipment that based on what the client says, Hey, you know, we want to be able to do this in the room. Um, this is what we want the environment and the experience of hmm. coming to a worship service to be like. And we help, we sit down and kind of help them pick out equipment and, uh, offer our professional opinion on what would work well. Uh, and then we do all of the engineering behind it and then eventually produce drawings, which is a big part of what I do is I produce a lot of drawings for 
the architects to incorporate and for our installers to use. Um, and then eventually we install the system and kind of program everything. And then we train, it would be the, the tech people at the church. We train them how to use everything. And then hopefully if everything goes smoothly and we get all the issues ironed out and uh, the client understands how stuff works, then end up with a pretty decent system to use for their church services. Nice. Um, yeah. whew, okay. Uh, so many questions, so many thoughts that are running through <laughs> my head right now. I have to try to get them all together. So you mentioned, so that does make sense, you know, that you're setting up the integration, um, the system integration part that if it was recording, you know, then that's what they would do. But if it was a live uh, event, such as, you know, in your case with church services, that obviously there's not that recording there. Um, and you mentioned that's really cool. You know, you're coming up with the drawings, the engineering part of it, you know, picking out what, you know, is really cool. You picking out what they want, you know, as their environment, as their experience, you know, what kind of atmosphere are they trying to create again in this circumstance? What kind of atmosphere do you want out of your church, you know? And then you guys mm -hmm. are the experts and able to go in and design that specifically. And then you mentioned that you work with the, you know, you come up with drawings to work with the architectures. Um, so my question is, so is this only on like new buildings or new churches that are being built? Or can you guys go into an existing church or an existing building and say, this is what we currently have, but we want to change things. We want to upgrade whatever it may be. You know, can you do that on existing or do you, you know, do this kind of yeah. work on existing buildings as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the way technology is, it moves pretty quick. And so it just makes sense that mm. after 20, 30 years <laughs> maximum, you know, you might want to upgrade something in your system. And so we definitely work with uh, all kinds of projects, you know, small, uh, small, you know, couple hundred uh, size congregation up to, you know, several thousand member congregation and hmm. new buildings, old buildings, you know, what, whatever your goal is, we'll try to make it how you want it and improve so that you can be able to do what you want to do. Okay. And, and you said for your, you know, I, so we kind of started here. So this was your internship that you had over the summer. You got the experience with them. And then obviously then once you graduated, you have come back and you have been there for a little over two years now. So you work with a team to do this, and you said your pri primary job is to come up with the drawing. Is that correct? Yeah. Or like what are yeah. potentially – like the drawing or like what are some more responsibilities that you specifically have? How, how large is, I guess, is the team? I mean, I guess that probably depends on how large the project is as well. But Yeah, the project team uh, varies depending on the size of the project. It could be you know three of us or it could be uh, almost a – more of a whole company effort, uh, which we've got 14 people uh, okay. on staff. And yeah, <laughs> so job duties, man, it's a small company, right? Uh, <laughs> so you wear so, many hats. <laughs> so you wear many hats. Uh, and of course, I've had a couple different job titles over my course of working with the company. I started as an installer. Um, so I'd go on to the project site and do a lot of the installation of the equipment. Um, and 
now I do a lot of the drawings, uh, and I also help some after the install is done. I go to site and help program some of the stuff. Okay. Uh, so there's there's a lot of pieces uh, to what I do, um, which has been one of the most eye-opening <laughs> eye-opening hmm. things for me. Hmm. Uh, I never would have expected some of the things that uh, <laughs> some of the things that I have to do and how much we have to coordinate and interact with uh, like the electricians and the general contractors and other people who are working on the project. Uh, there's a lot of coordination that happens. And so that's been something that's been eye opening to me. And that's part of, you know, the, the construction drawings that I do. That's really the main goal is to help clarify things and coordinate between trades. Hmm. I think it's cool, you know, and that's one of the many beauties in general of working with a small company, but especially, you know, in your circumstance, just all the experiences that, you know, even just in a short period of time, like you just said, like how many different experiences you have had and how you've been able to kind of dabble in different aspects of it and with, you know, installing and then the drawing and then, you know, now going to site and helping the program and then again, meeting the, um, you know, the other contractors and such that are involved with it and, you know, if you were doing a similar job for a larger company and if you had more of a specific and rigid like job or a role, you know, you would not have these multiple experiences that you are having now, you know, and you're in your mid 20s and you're getting so much just broad, general, good experience and just learning so much throughout that entire process of what that looks like every single step of the way from start to finish, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, and you, you touched on the thing of getting all this experience, man, I just try to be a sponge because there's so much I don't yeah. know. Mm. I just try to absorb everything that I can. Um, and the team that I work with has uh, people who have many more years of experience than I do. And so just, you know, asking a ton of questions and seeing how they do stuff and just observing and trying to absorb it all is awesome because I'm getting to get all this experience uh, from other people who have had years in the industry. I think that, you know, and I, and I feel very similar to you as well, you know, obviously in a totally different industry, but... Sure. Yeah, I, you know, just trying to be like a sponge and just I think that is a great analogy and just trying I think that is literally the best thing that you can do when you are at the stage of your life as we are now. And, you know, and even into your, you know, that's not something that you just do, you know, a couple of years in and in your 20s, like even in your 30s, you're going to be growing in your 40s. And as you continuously grow, and, you know, then eventually you reach a point in your career where you decide, you know, to start giving back and start, you know, hopefully pouring into somebody else's sponge for them to absorb with your experience. But, uh, you know, we're a couple years off of that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. just a couple, but you know, just regardless, like, you know, it's just cool to hear you say that. And again, that analogy of just trying to get as much information as you possibly can and asking questions and just continuously learning and growing yourself, um, you know, throughout all these different experiences that you are having. So my next question for you then, Elliot, is what, you know, which may be 
hard to pinpoint it. My initial question is, you know, what is the best part of your job? But maybe there are multiple different aspects you enjoy about it. So what is maybe just one pro that you say, I absolutely love this aspect of what I'm doing right now? Sure. Well, <laughs> you say one. I'm going to go with two. Sorry. <laughs> one <laughs> is uh, when we when I, we get a project finished and we get to see everything work and we get to see uh, how the tech people at the churches that we work with, how much they uh, enjoy it and are pleased with how it works. Uh, that's pretty, that's pretty nice. Hmm. Um, and the second part, well, I'll kind of relate back to what we were talking about before is that there's so much that I don't know that I'm learning every day and I'm someone hmm. who really likes to, to learn. Um, it doesn't matter necessarily what it's about in regards to the many different roles that I play, but learning something new each day really helps me to keep going. For sure. It definitely makes, you know, work fun when you feel like every single day is different and you're constantly learning and it's, um, you know, it's just like a snowball going down the hill. It's just like as you learn more and more, the more you realize how much you don't know, but then you just want to keep learning more, you know, and this keeps encouraging you as you keep yeah. going. Um, yeah. So looking potentially a little bit into the future, you know, we've discussed, you know, what you are currently doing and the many different hats and the things that you are doing right now. But what do things look like for you career-wise or, you know, either goals or what do things look like potentially in the next like three to five years like what is um yeah you know what does that next period look like for you you know you're a couple years into it now so what does it look like after five potentially five ten years of experience yeah for sure well i think the what i've been able to to learn is that there's a lot to learn so hmm. where i did work my way into the position I'm at now. Uh, and I enjoy that. And it's kind of the, the starting position because I really know audio, but we do audio video and lighting as well mm. as, you know, when we install equipment in the air, we have to figure out all the rigging for that too. Um, so there's a lot of, that I have to learn to be able to be self-sufficient doing designs. Um, and that only really comes with experience and asking questions and uh, learning. And so that's definitely something that will keep going uh, for many years to come. Um, the other thing is, you know, since I do know audio and that's kind of my, my specialty and that's what I really enjoy, uh, I've contemplate going back and getting a, a master's degree in acoustics, hmm. um, which not only is, you know, installing sound systems, but uh, how a room interacts with sound uh, and how hmm. sound behaves in the space, which is really interesting stuff. Um, and so I've contemplated doing that too. That would be really cool to get more knowledge so I can just be more rounded in creating these system designs. So those are kind of what I see in the next, you know, few years. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. So you are thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, you're thinking potentially to dive deeper into the audio aspect 
Uh, like, do you think, you know, and maybe that's not three to five years, do you think potentially down the road, like you'll dabble into the video and the lighting or, you know, at, at least as of now, like you just love the audio <clears throat> and that's what, you know, you want to become um, specialized in. Sure. Yeah. And I think I will dabble. I've, I'm starting to dabble a little bit now. Uh, we, all of us at the, on the design team uh, at my company, we all have some knowledge in everything, but most of us have something that we are specialized in. So a couple oh. of us on the design team, our background is audio. And one of our, one of my other coworkers, his background is broadcast video. Um, so we have kind of a diversified design team, but we each kind of have something that we really enjoy and we like getting into the nitty gritty of, uh, so, and that's kind of the point in having a team, I think. Right. Uh, there's so much to know that one person can't know everything. <laughs> so we have to work together. Uh, and, but yeah, for me personally, I, I want to dive even further into the audio stuff because that's what I really enjoy. But I'll pick other stuff up as I go along. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I was just, um, you know, kind of interested, yeah, because when you said that there's kind of the, the three aspects of your job now, and again, right now, primarily in audio, but it sounds like, yeah, you definitely have a passion and a heart for um, the audio aspect of it. So the last question yeah. I have for you, Elliot, a uh, question I always end with every podcast is, what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? You know, so in your case with you know, you're just trying to absorb as much as you can, trying to learn as much audio as you can, um, you know, potentially going back for your master's. Like, what are you actively doing today to try to learn more and, you know, potentially even get to that point of being self-sufficient with the designs, with the audio designs for these churches? Yeah, for sure. Uh well, you touched on the one. Obviously, every day I'm I'm trying to absorb information and learn from coworkers, uh, and that could be a, that's even through just conversations at work. Not everything pertains to a specific pr project necessarily, but just interacting with coworkers. Uh, they have hmm. you know so much knowledge, <laughs> and so just getting to interact with them and learn their story too, because. It's helpful to know other people's backgrounds. Mm. Um, the other thing that I kind of like to do day by day is because there's so much to know. You can, I, at least I can sometimes, you know, get on my get down on myself and say, "Wow, this day did not go well. I do not know what I'm doing." <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think that happens to a lot of us. So, one thing I when I one thing I try to do every day is pick out something good that happened today. Hmm. And because I, I kind of need that encouragement for myself. Uh, and so no matter if the day's been really bad or if I've, I've struggled with the design thinking, I don't know how to do this or I don't know what's best here. I think about the day and I, th I think back to, okay, well, it didn't go so great, but what did I learn? Or what was one thing that did go well today? Um, and that just helps me to give myself a little encouragement uh, every day and ha so I can maintain that uh, desire to, to learn every day because you can, you can definitely burn yourself out. 
saying, oh, I need to learn. I need to learn. I need to learn. And you get to a point, you're just like, Ugh, I don't want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, so, so yeah, definitely, you know, picking out something every day that's like, yeah, I, I was able to do this well. And maybe I didn't do these other five things well today, but I learned from not doing those well. Mm. And mm. I did this other thing good today. So it's a good day. That's awesome. I think that is a great thing to, <clears throat> especially you know, on uh, you know rough days or days that you know you feel like you have messed things up or whatnot. Just for encouragement, like you said, for encouragement for yourself to just take away at the end of the day. Okay, what was a good? What was one good thing? And that is, um, yeah. I mean, I, I per- personally, I love that because it's something that is so simple and such like okay that's literally a day-by-day thing uh, but it's something that's so small but can make such a large difference you know in the long run for you as you again just to stay encouraged and not just get bogged down and yes you want to absorb so much but yeah there are times when the you know the sponge is full too and you're like dude my brain just can't take any more information <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm yeah. at, like, you know, uh, I'm at yeah, my spot. Like, I need, like, somebody to ring me out or something because uh, <laughs> I, I, my brain cannot take anymore. And I'm sure, you know, I know you put in a lot of hours as well. So I'm sure you probably reach that point very often. Um, you know, you just feel like your brain cannot take any more information. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely have to decompress every so often or else it's <laughs> – it's 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 not helpful in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, this was incredible, uh, man. I thank you for your time, Elliot. This was, dude. I love this. This was a great interview. Um, this really helped me, you know, to understand, you know, what you do and on the day to day basis. And yeah, it's just really cool <laughs> how you said again, just your path. It all started with a volunteer position because your high school got a brand new building. And, you know, then you had to be the go-getter, the initiator to, you know, get that internship. And then that internship is, you know, turned into the position that you have now. And, you know, you just, you're loving what you're doing. You're a rock star at it. And uh, I appreciate you spending your evening to come on the show and just to kind of, you know, share with us your experiences. Oh, yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed it. And hopefully people find something that they can take away and say, you know, that's cool. Maybe I can apply that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Young Pro Show. You can interact on social media. The Young Pro Show is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My personal pages can be found at DJFry25. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart. And God bless you.